morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Adam, and today I'm talking to myself, but also I'm finding out that there are others who are listening, and I'm talking to you as well, so thank you. But I'm also talking to myself, and today we're talking about sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. How we don't get enough of it, and how it affects the brain, especially over long periods of time without getting adequate sleep. Um, somebody actually brought this up to me the other day, and they said they were practically living on Red Bull, and... Um, only sleeping like three or four hours a day and uh, they said they're just having trouble functioning and I thought yeah let's explore that a little bit and what I mean am I, am I not getting enough sleep to, is there maybe my brain ain't functioning the right way so as you know I like to do I go on the old Google machine and I look up some stuff I look up questions I look up answers I look up ideas and so I got a couple um, links in front of me here one of them is from healthline.com I believe I've actually used them um, before and the other one is from LiveScience.com, another one that I use uh, reliably for my science because it is uh, live. Life science is what it's for. So let's dive into a couple of these, shall we? So they have like a little listing here. Um, they talk about how it gives you memory issues, concentration, mood changes, um, diabetic risks, uh, low sex drive. Ooh, baby. Um, poor balance, um, but I kind of want to go over some of these. I think some of them are a little bit more interesting than others, um, but let's just kind of go through it. So what do they recommend, right? They say seven to nine hours of sleep nightly does more for you than make you feel groggy and grumpy. All right, cool. They say that people who get less than seven hours can uh, on, a, on an extended track can have a lot of health issues, not just being tired or cranky or whatever. Um, so uh, let's let's explore some of these, shall we? So um, typically, they, they first of all they say like don't drink any anything caffeinated after noon. Like holy shit, that stuff. I feel like that's a diuretic. Does it really not all get out of your body that quickly? Because they say don't drink anything after noon. Um, which I mean, it's news to me. Frick, I've been I drink a little something something when I go to work, and I don't start till one. Shit. Um, so apparently, uh, having caffeine in your body after even some few hours after that can stay in your body for a lot longer and actually makes it harder for you to fall asleep later. So, you know, you want to stay up now, but guess what? You're staying up later, too. Um, so uh, they talk about how um, it affects your, your internal systems um, as well as, you know, just looking like shit because you haven't been sleeping. Um, so they, they talk about how in your central nervous system, uh, you know, like when you go to sleep, your brain forms new pathways based on information that it's received throughout the day. So I like to think of it as um, when you go to sleep and the streets are clear, you know, that's when the road crew comes out and starts, um, you know, uh, that's when the road crew comes out and starts uh, building the roads and, and fixing the roads and maybe uh, preparing those old shitty roads that were there or maybe they're like, hey, there's a better path to pave a road here. You know, like these crews are coming in, they're building all these new pathways for you and putting up the new lights and everything. Um, and so everything that you've learned gets stored and, and processed into a new track in your brain. So another little racetrack with information always running through it, right? Um, and apparently when you don't get enough sleep, those are damaged. Well, not exactly damaged, but they're incomplete. So then you're processing information uh, at less than 100%. Uh, depending on how severe your sleep deprivation is, and then so you don't retain information as well. And so typically all this information, whether you're trying to learn or you're not trying to learn, or maybe you just didn't think 
you know, if you're learning a new skill or a math problem or whatever, when you go to sleep, sometimes you wake up the next day and tackle it again and be like, oh, that's what it is, right? But apparently when you don't get enough sleep, your brain doesn't quite process things the way that it should. Um, now, which, which I guess you wouldn't know that, um, but I guess you also maybe don't realize, uh, a lot of people don't realize they're learning in their sleep, you know, because you typically think about it when you're thinking about it, duh. Um, so, of course, we also know uh, something else they talk about is like you can develop hallucinations, which I think we probably all figured that out, but apparently uh, a lack of sleep can um, subtly induce anxiety throughout your day. And it's not just like that jittery, just like, oh, I can't sleep anxiety. It's like it'll, it'll kind of wake up your innate worries and things. Um, and, uh, and, and just because your, your brain gets stressed out, it could lead to things like paranoia, suicidal thoughts, um, which is kind of crazy. But the thing that I think was most, ex- I don't say exciting, because like it's not like, hooray, you're sleep deprived, but like it, the most uh, uh, unique information I found was they say that you can experience micro sleep throughout the day. And so you can literally fall asleep for a few seconds to a couple of minutes and not realize that it even happened. Like you'll just kind of snap to whatever you're doing and not realize that you've even fallen asleep. Um, and, uh, you know, they talk about when you're operating heavy machinery or driving a car, that's when it's most dangerous because you don't know that you did it. Like you're, you very much look like you're awake, but you just, your brain just conked out. Uh, and that's scary, man. Like we've all kind of like fallen asleep a little bit and then woken back up or whatever. But according to these little micro sleeps here, uh, it just they just happen, um, and so they they call these like periods of time that last from a few seconds, a few to several seconds. People who experience these episodes may doze off without realizing it. You may have an episode in the middle of performing an important task. It can occur anywhere, such as work or school, watching TV. Episodes of micro sleep can happen while driving or operating machinery, which makes it dangerous. That can be caused by obstructive sleep apnea, narcolepsy, or drowsiness. Um, you know, you just fall asleep and wake back up. Um, you know, it's, uh, I mean, we've probably all experienced something like that at one point, but that's terrifying. Um, and so, uh, when we're dealing with all these things, then we've got the immune system, our overall immune system to worry about, right? Because we got, we got our central nervous system that's like the core of everything already getting screwed. And then we go to the immune system. And so, like, when you're sleeping, what happens? And this is all pretty cool to me. I don't, I didn't know some of this stuff. Um, apparently, when you're sleeping, your body produces like these, um, you know, it, it, it bolsters your immune system. It has all these infection-fighting substances. One of them I've never heard of before. They call, I think it's pronounced cytokines or cytokines. Um, and uh, these are what they use to kind of like fight foreign invaders. Like, if you get sick or germs, you're trying to get in there when you're sleeping or maybe they just bolster for when you wake up in the morning um and so when you're sleeping it kind of ramps you up it, it, it ramps up your immune system when nothing else is like when you're not eating or when you're not doing anything that you can to bolster your immune system these little guys do it for you when you're sleeping that's when they come out to play they're like batman they come out at night when you're sleeping um <laughs> that's what batman does um and so what it does is when you're not sleeping, these guys can't come out and they can't get buffed. They can't multiply. They can't do their job. They can't mix those batches of substances substances that you need. Um, and so then it makes you more prone to getting sick, which kind of sucks. Uh, turns out that uh, another effect of these things with part of your immune system um, 
is long-term sleep deprivation. Again, it doesn't give me an exact science. I'm talking. I'm probably thinking like a few months, maybe a year. Um, you can get chronic conditions, and they talk about how they've mentioned heart disease quite a bit um, in these in, in these articles I have open, and they also mention diabetes, which I don't really know how that works exactly, but I mean, who am I to doubt them? And of course, they talked about sleep apnea before, so your respiratory system can have a big deal in some of these things. Um, one thing to say here is as you wake up throughout the night, uh, your, your multiple wake-ups can, can compound to create sleep deprivation, which leaves you more vulnerable to respiratory, respiratory infections, such as the flu, um, and it can get worse, uh, and your lungs can start to take a pretty nasty hit, apparently, if you can get a chronic lung illness. I'm going to click on this link to see if maybe there's any examples, because that's pretty scary shit. You know, um, I guess asthma, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and um, oh, they're talking about a couple different ones that you could get. I can't imagine you can get all of these. But there are different lung diseases you can develop. Um, let's see. Uh, hypertension could definitely happen too, apparently. I didn't realize that, but apparently with the lack of all these lubrications and, and, and chemicals being mixed, hypertension, baby. Yeah, well, who wants that? I know I don't. Um, anyway, moving on. Here's one that I found very cool. Cool as in, like, interesting. Not cool as in, like, oh, yeah, let's have these things. Um, they talk about how in your digestive system, um, there are two hormones that your that sleep affects. Um, one of them is called leptin, and the other one is ghrelin. G-H-R-E-L-I-N. Ghrelin. Got to really pronounce the H there. Um, and they say that um, typically... Uh, poor sleep habits can increase your risk of becoming overweight, which I didn't know. Uh, I just, I mean, I guess some of that makes sense, but so they, they kind of break down the differences between these two hormones that they talk about. Uh, typically what their jobs are is they control when you're hungry, when you're hungry and when you're full. So leptin essentially tells you that you're done, that you're full, and ghrelin tells you that you're still hungry. So, uh, so typically, without enough sleep, your brain produces uh, or reduces leptin and raises ghrelin. So um, apparently when you had a lot of sleep, your brain's like, hey, listen, you don't need to eat. You need to focus on sleeping. Well, your, your boy leptin's going to hang out with you, keep you keep you straight, keep you sleeping. You know, you're, you're not hungry right now. You don't got to get up and go get that snack, right? You got to sleep. You need to sleep, baby. And then we've got, we've got ghrelin who's all like, hey, dude, you know, it'd be cool. You still have, like, half a pizza in your fridge. You should, like, totally go eat that right now, right? And so it just messes with your appetite, and so obviously you're going to want to eat more because your body thinks it's still hungry. Um, and so uh, and that can definitely add to your uh, add to your, your weight gains there because you're constantly in a state of being hungry. Your body, it's almost as if your body's bored. It's almost like it just needs you to do something because you happen to be awake anyway. You know, and these little hormones, like... Yeah, as we all know, our hormones can make us do crazy things. So it's not uncommon, or not unlikely, for these little dudes, these growlings and leptins, to really mess us up. So, again, leptins the good guy, makes us tell us that we're full. Let's not say growlings a bad guy. Let's let's not say growlings a bad guy. He's got a job. Growling has a job. He's like, listen, you gotta eat. He's the one that says, hey Billy, start growling. You're hungry. Tell this guy. Tell this guy he needs to eat. Right. Um. So it also says that. 
Sleep deprivation can also prompt your body to release higher levels of insulin after you eat. Insulin controls your blood sugar, obviously, so higher insulin levels promote fat storage and increase your risk for type 2 diabetes. And there it is with the diabetes. Holy shit. Wow. Um, that's scary, man. That runs in my family. i got to stop staying up so late. You know, but I, I typically sleep in the extra hour that I stay up, but I shouldn't do that. I should get up at the, at the, right, at the same time every day like I used to. Sleep's good. Hey, listen, people. Here's your advice for the day. Are you ready? Sleep. Sleep well. Sleep often. But not too much. But enough. <laughs> there you go. Um, so moving into the cardiovascular system. Um, obviously, you know, we talked about hypertension a little bit. Um, but talks about how, like, it messes with your blood vessels, your blood sugar, your blood pressure, inflammation levels. Um... You know, and when you're when you're not sleeping, your body can't repair blood vessels, blood vessels in, in in around your heart. Um, you know, because all of them need to heal. They're working hard throughout the day. It's kind of like when you lift, your muscles have to heal and repair. Um, you know, so you develop higher risk for cardiovascular disease. Um, so apparently, there's uh, several analysis, uh, several studies that show that insomnia uh, also increases your risk of heart attack and stroke. Man, those are all scary things to hear when a doctor tells you you are at high risk for them. It's terrifying to hear that. Um, so again, I know there are other factors that go into these, and you can develop some of these even without, even if you have a better sleep schedule. But um, there's stuff that I didn't know. I mean, it's actually making me feel a little guilty. It's about midnight at the time of this uh, of this recording, and um, you know, lately I've been working so hard on the podcast and uh, doing research and trying to learn Instagram and. Twitter, like, I say learn it, but, like, learn how to play the game so that it works optimally for what I'm using it for, um, you know, and I realized that last night alone I stayed up till, like, 4 a.m. trying to figure out this function that I have on the, uh, on Anchor, uh, that allows me to make these little video snippets and stuff, but I couldn't figure it out at first, and I didn't realize I needed the app on my phone. Before I know it, I'm trying to tinker with it and go through all of the, transcriptions that they do they do like little audio transcription then you can go edit it uh, it's really cool and really fancy but gosh it took me forever and then the thing wasn't working my app was crashing a little uh, that's not to say that I'm saying anything bad about anchor but you know my phone kind of sucks and um, you're tasking with too many things and then just get stuck in a loop but anyway like I spent so long trying to figure that out that I lost track of time and you don't want to go into a state of deep work which deep work is good when like you're really focused but not when you're not sleeping. Um, that's why I said, you know, sleep well, sleep often, but not too much. Hear it, learn it, live it. <laughs> um, but, you know, and I'm reading this stuff. It's making me feel kind of shitty that, I, uh, <laughs> that I've been neglecting my sleep so much and that I haven't been able to get up at my alarm lately. Um, so, again, I'm not saying that, like, I'm, I'm that far into these things, but, like, you know, I definitely shouldn't be pushing it. Um, let's move on to the endocrine system, shall we? Ooh, testosterone production, hormone production. I mean, it already talked about, um, what did I say their names were earlier? Uh, ghrelin and lentils? Is that what it was? You said it already. Adam, you freaking dumbass. You just forgot it so quickly. Like, how, how are you, how are you doing this right now? Leptin and ghrelin, that's it. Leptin and ghrelin, they're a little Irish couple. Um, so those are hormones, um. So they, they talk about how testosterone production in men it says you need at least three hours of uninterrupted sleep, which is about where to run where your first REM episode is, for your rapid eye movement. Um, 
So waking up throughout the night actually stifles and sometimes halts completely some of that hormone production. Um, it can also affect growth hormone production. Oh, shit. Especially in kids and adolescents. So if they don't sleep enough, they may be... What do they call it? Stint, stunted? Stinted? Stunted? Stunted growth? Um, the hormones that you develop there build muscle mass and repair cells and tissues, again, from all the stuff we did throughout the day. Your pituitary gland also releases all these hormones continuously, but sleep and exercise help induce the release of this hormone. So again, sometimes traffic gets blocked up. You're not sleeping, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Uh, your body's like, hey, bruh, I got all these hormones, just ready to dump them all through you. It's time. It's time for your daily delivery of, of, uh, of hormones. <laughs> And you're like, nah, man, I'm good. Thank you, though. I love you. I love you, pituitary gland, but just got all this late-night stuff I gotta do. Like, you, you gotta understand. Um, now, some of these things might not always be our faults, right? So, uh, like, if you have sleep apnea, like, that sucks. Uh, I had a friend who had it. It's pretty awful. Especially hearing him try to breathe in his sleep. Oh, it's terrible. I've never met anybody with narcolepsy before. Uh, actually, no, that's not true. Um... I had a friend who was on different types of medications for it. Now, narcolepsy isn't exactly what you think it is. Like, um, a lot of people picture, like, Mr. Bean, that guy, Rowan Atkinson is that character that just falls asleep randomly from rat race or something. It's not to say that that's not something that could happen, but it's not as common. It's more, it's more of the idea that, you know, like, you're, you have abnormal sleep in general, um, so like you might get tired easier uh, like daytime drowsiness sleep attacks um, you know you're not necessarily that you're just going to fall asleep right away but uh, but if you just get tired all of a sudden or if you're getting drowsy and you start to have like delayed reactions to things um, you know then then you just uh, you know you just you're screwed man you're screwed like you you're screwed either way just because like you're getting sleepy and you're not having your normal reaction times but I mean there is the possibility that you do just fall asleep straight up you know so it's, it's, it's not great it's not great um, so anyway just something to think about like you, you you may have narcolepsy and just not know you have narcolepsy because you're probably associated with oh it's the one where you just fall straight to sleep not the case um, man speaking of which you hear that like a moment ago my brain just like couldn't finish that sentence I think maybe I'm catching up on my sleep. I might have to make this a shorter episode today, guys. You're hearing, you're hearing it here first. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm giving you a presentation about sleep, and then I'm probably going to go straight to sleep. Holy shit! Um, what's going on? Uh, another one of these says that you, um, you could develop restless leg syndrome or seizures, which seizures are scary. I've only ever seen one person do that in person one time. One person do that in front of me, I should say. And, uh, like, they, they have, like, the little micro-seizures where, like, your eyes just, like, roll in the back of your head and you just kind of stop. Those are actually scarier, I think, because, like, they're just so involuntary and so frequent. I just get so scared and, like, what's going on in there. Um, so let's see. They talk about a little bit of prevention here. These seem like they're pretty cut and dry, but let's go through them real quick, shall we? So we've got, uh, for adults 18 to 64, uh, if you're 65 or older, you're fine. Um, seven to nine hours talked about that. Limiting daytime naps. Oh no. Oh gosh, I gotta. They're right though. I gotta stop, but I do take those sometimes. Uh, refrain from caffeine past noon. Oh, there it is again. You know, no caffeine past noon. Going to bed at the same time each night. Now that is something that I used to do. I used to go to bed at two a.m. every night because I 
I sleep in for a little while. I wake up at 9, go to work at 1, come home at 10, stay up a couple hours, go to bed. And maybe I should reel it in a little bit. I used to wake up at a quarter after 9 every day. My alarm goes off a quarter after 9 every day, but it doesn't always mean I actually get out of bed. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try real hard tomorrow. Um, sticking to your bedtime schedule during holidays and weekends. Yep, 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 yep. Spending an hour before bed doing relaxing activities such as reading, meditating, or taking a bath. Hmm. I could, I could read. I could, yeah, I got, I got books. I got a book or two. I could read. That's not a bad idea. I should. See, the thing is, like, I use, I do, like, what every dumb millennial does, and we use our phones while we're in bed, and it's, uh, it's stupid. I know it's bad for me. I know it's probably on this list. I know it is. It has to be. Uh, let's see. Avoid heavy meals before bedtime. Two hours before bedtime. Uh, refraining from using electronic devices. There it is, right before bed. I read somewhere that, like, they. The, the the hard light on our eyeballs is like worse than like the sun and it like it makes us think we need to be awake because that weird innate uh, function just happens where it's like oh there's a bright light I mean it's time to stay awake and not only that but it's a lot of stimulus it's a lot of movement it's a lot of color it's a lot of activity it's a lot of um, semi-active uh, movement where we're, we're clicking around moving things like trying to engage in what we're doing whether it's a game or watching a video or whatever have you uh, it's a little bit more active. You know what you do? You turn on a podcast instead. You turn on your favorite podcast. You turn that screen off. You just lay it on the counter and just close your eyes and just listen to your best pal Adam sing you a lullaby while you go to sleep. Or at least let his dulcet voice just tell you, hey, it's all right. Just just hang out. You know, a little bit of, not exactly ASMR, but something that's just like soothing. just makes you think everything's going to be A-OK. I'm going to be a-okay. Yeah. Also says to exercise regularly, but uh, but not in the evening hours close to bedtime, so don't get too jacked up. Don't get too... Don't try to get swole before you want to go to sleep. Your body's, like, going crazy at this point. Um, but, I mean, they're all good tips. Nothing super crazy. Uh, that I think is you know, preposterous to ask somebody to do. Um, so, let's see. Um... Moving on to this other article, just real quickly, they talk about um, how your brain uh, actually has slowed reaction times whenever it is that you are sleep deprived. Uh, and they talk about how, like, let's just say if you're driving your car and there's a pedestrian that walks out in front of you, what everybody else would see in real time, your brain sees in a delayed time, um, and so you don't you don't realize it. So you see it kind of like a delayed movie, where like it's delayed a couple of seconds which I think is interesting, like your body, or your brain distorts time, um, they all fire slowly in your brain, like, it's, it's crazy to me that, could you imagine, like, everything that you did in life, let's just say your day-to-day walking life was, like, what we would see somebody walking in real time, you would have to know, you would have to know that your mind is telling you the information is two seconds late, I wonder if that's a thing already. I wonder if anybody has anything like that where you, uh, you, everything's just on a delay. That's, that's crazy. Uh, man, I get angry when I have to do that, like, on video games and I'm lagging. I don't know if I could do that in real life, man. Holy shit. Uh, you know, they did, like, a study here on this article where they had 12 patients with epilepsy who, as part of a preparation for surgery unrelated to the study, had electrodes implanted into their brains. These electrodes allowed the researchers to monitor hundreds of individual brain cells. So what they did was they had them stay up all night, and then they had them do like a bunch of these different tasks, like 
categorizing various images of faces or places or different animals and people as fast as possible. And they say here, each image caused cells in areas of the brain to produce distinctive patterns of electrical activity. Specifically, the research is focused on cell activity in the temporal lobe. Mm, it's my favorite lobe. <laughs> Which regulates visual perception and memory. So this is where they find that when your body is sleep deprived, sleep deprived and your brain is sleep deprived, that uh, they had a lot more challenge over time categorizing those images because their brain cells literally were physically slowing down. They couldn't shoot out as fast. They couldn't move as quickly. They were, they were getting sluggish, thus we get sluggish. I think it's so interesting that we mimic what these cells are doing. Uh, it's, it really does picture just like there's a bunch of tired people in our brains. And there's nothing we get tired. We also get tired. It's, it's amazing to me. The brain is fucking awesome. Um, but also deadly, apparently. Um, so they say that what they were seeing was a phenomenon suggesting that regions of the, brain, of the patient's brains were dozing, causing mental lapses, while the rest of the brain was awake and running as usual. So, like, part of your brain's just like, yeah, I'm good. This is just what I do. We're awake. Let's do stuff. There's a part of you that's, you know, it's kind of like a three-legged race, and the one person's pretty much asleep, and the other one's just dragging them through it. Or they're not aware that that person's asleep, but they're also not aware that they're not functioning. They're like, you know what? I feel like we should be moving faster, but I don't know why. And it's because old Doug over there is falling the fuck asleep. Wake up, Doug. Um... And so uh, the finding also suggests that a lack of sleep can interfere with the ability of neurons in the brain to encode information and translate visual input into conscious thought. For example, when a sleep-deprived person, I'll oh, say they talk about the car. See, this is, again, they brought it. This is where they're talking about seeing the pedestrian slows down and over, the driver's overtired brain. So they're just like, hey, you, everything's skipping. You're on a delay. Um, so they compared the effects of sleep deprivation to drunk drivers. And they say inadequate sleep uh, exerts a similar influence on our brain as drinking too much. Yet no legal or medical standards exist for identifying overtired drivers on the road the same way we target drunk drivers. Which I guess that's a whole other debate. Is, you know, like, should you, if you have to pull somebody over, uh, you know, because they're swerving or because they're going off the road or whatever, and you find that they're not drunk, they're not high, they're not smoking anything, they're just sleepy. I mean, I guess we've all been there, but I guess they're right. I mean, should there be something in place with, like, hey, dude, you're driving drunk, like, slap the cuffs or get a fine. But, like, if I find out you're driving and, like, you haven't slept in, like, 17 hours, I mean, some jobs are pretty harsh and they make you work that long, but, I mean, I, I get it. I can see why somebody would think, hey, uh, that's not cool what you're doing there, dude. You could have hurt somebody. You could have killed somebody driving. Yeah, you know, my brother-in-law was in a pretty awful uh, accident many years ago because he fell asleep at the wheel and he just went off the road. I think he hit someone. I can't remember. Um, and he messed up his legs and his arm real bad. Uh, it could have been a lot worse, but he was pretty much immobile for a long time. And, uh, you know, he just worked a really late overnight shift and was coming home and just fell asleep. I mean, I guess, I guess that's a little bit harder to track because you're like, oh, well, you know, I think I'm good. But again, some drunk people think I'm good. I can drive. I don't know. I don't know if I, um, I don't know if I'm gonna, gonna say that we should have, like, a, a law in place. But I do think it's something worth thinking about. Like, if that's, I mean, because it, it only takes one person to say, no, nah, I'm good. I can make it home. Or, no, nah, I'm good. I've, I've only had a couple. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. But uh, that's something to think about. Um, 
who knows, maybe some states already have issues with that. Maybe my own state has some sort of fine system or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, prevention, baby. Prevention, prevention, prevention. So in summation, your brain needs sleep. And if you don't sleep, then you suck. So don't suck, at least when it comes to sleeping. Be good at it, but not too good at it. Yeah, yeah, I think I... Yes, let's go with that. Don't suck at sleeping. Be good at it, but not too good at it. Bang. There it is. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to wrap it up. It's a little after midnight. I think it's about time for me to go to sleep. Well, looks like I uh, took it almost to a half an hour again. I was going to wrap it up like 10 minutes earlier, and I didn't. Adam, you fool. You foolish fool. Why do you love podcasting so much? God damn it. Um, but here I am. Yep, so whatever. Um, but... Uh, but as always, I wanted to thank those of you who make it this far, and um, uh, if you wouldn't mind leaving me a review, reviews are always good on whatever podcast app you use, that would be wonderful. Uh, thank you for those of you, I've, I've actually gotten, I'm getting more feedback, I'm getting more people, uh, some I don't know, some I do know that have been checking this out and sharing it, which has been delightful, thank you so much. Uh, again, it's, it's still small, but you know what, by comparison to what I started a few months ago to now, it's... It's huge to me, so it's it's just it's so nice and flattering, and sincerely thank you. Um, but having said that, wrapping this puppy up once and for all, uh, I love all of you. Uh, you guys are great. If you if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, just to kind of help me figure out how it works, that'd be good. Just look up shares a lot. Go find me. Um, but that's it. Uh, but all of you, thank you. I hope that you. Are, you know, and I say this a, a lot, but and but sincerely, I hope that you're taking care of your mind, like you know, whether, whether it's sleeping, or or giving yourself some time for mental health or decompression or just something that will release stress, um, even if it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, anything. Just take some time for you, man. Like take care of that beautiful mind of yours, um, and take care of your heart too. You know, both physically with what you eat and exercises, but also. You know, your emotional heart, your heart penis, as I mentioned in a previous episode. Um, I really do hope that you are giving yourself time to appreciate you. And um, it's okay to wear your heart on your sleeve, but just make sure you give it a helmet. Um, because sometimes people people will, will, will attack it. And uh, you know, just protect yourself. Be open, but protect yourself. Um, you can do both. I don't care what anybody says. So take care of that mind take care of your heart and I do mean most importantly take care of each other it is hard it's hard out there and you don't have to be a lone wolf I know you may feel you need to be and maybe that's just how you are but life's better when you have an adventuring buddy and I hope sincerely that you keep building those bridges and forging them strong and and are feeling loved out there I really do um so that's it take care of your mind take care of your heart take care of each other and I love the shit out of you and I will talk to you soon